This is the Go Remote Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Big Johnny D. We have such sights to tell you. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always, your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gore More? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. It's killing everyone. It's killing. He is depressed, guys, today. I apologize for his uh, <laughs> Debbie Downer demeanor, not- but we will push through it. He's a sad Bobby. We're not depressed. It's just been a day. It's okay, <laughs> for God's sakes. Well, you know what? Let's start it out, Bobby. How was your day? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, well, uh, well, John. Let me tell you something. I was at work. I get a phone call from my mechanic, TJ. Remember, I broke down on Friday. Yeah. For good. The truck is gone. Oh <gasps> no! No. The truck is gone. Out of my life. It was like a, a bad relationship that somehow turned out okay. I get a phone call. Turns out the transmission's been slipping for months, and it's been masked because I've been putting transmission fluid in it, trying to hold it to, together. So he calls me and says, your transmission's pretty much shot to rebuild it. It's about $3,200. Not worth the vehicle. <laughs> and, oh, I, I, I literally asked my mechanic, I said, is this truck worth it? And he just goes, no. And I said, oh, we went over there. We gave him the title, bill of sale. He's selling it, and then he has a dealership. So the bright side of the story is there's already a car that we found. It's being looked at by him, and everything was good. Um, so he's just doing a double check over, and then got to get in touch with my insurance company, get the money and all that shit. So hopefully by the mid-end of the week, should be a new vehicle. So it turned out to be all right. Um it turned out all right. We're going to have to get you a uh, dobackdiscussion.net sticker to put on the back window. Like, literally, just takes up the whole back window. Kind of like the Ricky Bobby Fig Newton sticker. Like, we want that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I, I'm up for it. Um, as long as I get a Jason sticker to go with it, like I don't care. It it. Oh, really? Yeah, my wife. Bobby, I got, Bobby, I got a question really quick, man. And uh, you're a tall motherfucker, dude. You, you said you're 6'5. How does car shopping go for you, man? Because I know it's a pain in the ass for my 6'2 ass just because I'm a fat motherfucker too but like you know i gotta ask man you got them fucking three inches on me bro so that's gotta make a difference it, it really wasn't that bad like i literally looked at two cars uh-huh man had which i fit in perfectly and then the other one what which is what we're looking at and what we're trying to get is actually a nissan altima oh okay oh yeah, yeah. they're nice i i fucking i i, I put the seat back i, I fixed it the way yeah. i i fucking sat in it perfect i had plenty of legroom yeah, they're nice. So, um, other than that, it was a good weekend. Me and TJ had the Vengeance premiere, which was fantastic with Tisa and Julia, and, and everybody was there. Peter finally met Jason Brooks. That was all well and fine that day. And then they ended today. So, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I, I got no fucking complaints. The truck's gone. That money pit's gone. <laughs> I remember you saying yeah, I remember you saying it, it was like a bad uh, bad relationship. Oh yeah. 
and know what that's like. <laughs> it had this really cool feature that every time you got in it, it soaked your foot with uh, McDonald's sweet tea. It was a really cool feature. <laughs> <laughs> It also had a cool feature of a push start button that was definitely not manufactured. In fact. <laughs> Literally, it had a push Wait, start. Wait, didn't to- Jesse in part two of Nightmare on Elm Street have a push start button for his He did. Car? <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. He had, my mechanic had to wire it from the battery to the terminal of the starter. It's fucking gone now. I don't give a damn what happens. You can roll it off the hill. I'm good. Okay. John, what about All your right. week, buddy? Oh, uh, well, mine wasn't that exciting. I can honestly say that. Um, Start but, uh, Yeah, right. But uh, no, I did. Uh, actually, it was a little sad. I closed the pool. Unfortunately, getting ready for that winter. But, you know, eh. We're getting out of that warm weather where it's not even really worth it. So I'd rather close it now while it's, you know, doable. And then in like October, where I'm freezing my fucking tits off. Um, but no, I finally, I finally fucking after months of sitting on my ass, I finally finished my fucking versus coat, which, yo, I'm not going to lie. Anybody that's worked on cosplay and especially when you put a lot of time in. So I came down to the last minute where I had to actually paint it and I was sweating my fucking nuts off because I'm like, yo, man, it's taking me like two months to build this coat. This could all fucking go to shit real quick. Right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. But, you know, took my time. I did like two days worth of like painting and dabbing and I'm happy with it. So, yeah, man, now I'm, last thing is uh, build the machete. I'm going to go buy a real one, too. And like, you know grind it down and shit but it's my boy use the real shit that's right <laughs> yeah but you know some cons don't let the <clears throat> they don't let the tamped uh machetes in anymore so you got to kind of go around that uh, but, if you ever need a prop machete i have a couple yeah i'll have yeah, to maybe take you up on that but uh other than that man uh no i was super happy about that uh kiddo was sick unfortunately but you know school just started and i'm sure you guys have either hit that or you probably will hit that soon enough that's always fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday was just a relaxed family day, which was very nice. It hasn't happened in a minute. And I uh, watched the new Aladdin. Really like that. Uh, not that it has anything to do with this podcast whatsoever. I'm, you can make it involved like we did last week with Halloween. Oh, God. No, no, no. No, we're not, no. We're not going off on another tangent like that. We are not going on a fall break. God damn it. Do you motherfucker. <laughs> I had to do it. But uh, no, other than that, man, you know, I, I got to finally, uh, I, it, it took me the two nights to watch this movie just because I was fucking dog ass tired. But uh, dude, I'm actually kind of glad I got to watch this, man. This is one that's always like I've seen, but never really like looked into. So I'm definitely down to like dig into this shit. But uh, Chad, how was your week, bud? I didn't do shit. <laughs> I, feel like I, I feel like Straight I accomplished nothing. I went. I, I worked. My wife finally got a reliable car for for now, and um, she got a 2004 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. Nice. Like Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of the damn thing. I, I just need it to run like a year. That's all yeah. I need. That's the truck I had. <laughs> the fucking truck I had. Okay. I don't think it's your truck, though, thankfully. It does not have a push-button start. But it's in pretty good condition, so it might uh, it might be all right. Uh, other than that, uh, Saturday we had my brother-in-law's uh, went to my brother-in-law's birthday party. Hung out. Just fucked around in the woods. Uh, 
And yesterday, like, like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday, like uh, like Johnny did, you know, we closed the my mother in law's pool, tore down, cleaned it all out. Uh, just kind of a lazy day. I didn't really do much. Watched Vengeance on Friday. <laughs> Tried to play some Friday the Thirteenth on PS4, and I'm just like, fuck this. I've been been having PS4 issues lately. It doesn't want to recognize my uh, network cable, so I have to switch back to Wi-Fi, which which slows it back down, which pisses me off. And it keeps wanting to unsync my fucking controller. That's the last time I buy a slim version of anything. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's the last time I buy a slim version of anything. Fake or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, fuck me. Hey, you got you to go with the girth, man. <laughs> gotta love that girth. Got it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> TJ, how was your week? We can't go further with this. <laughs> Speaking of girth. Yeah, could. I had a pretty girthy <laughs> week. Uh, fucker was Yeah, playing. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I edited the fuck out of podcasts because I knew that Going into Friday morning, I was going to be a busy boy. And we also decided, you know what? The same week of the Vengeance premiere, we're going to launch a brand new fucking show. Why not? So I went balls out and we released a fuck ton of content this week, more so than normal. Wednesday, we released Wicked Wednesdays, of course. Thursdays, the first inaugural episode of Dubak Sports came out. And then, of course, on Friday, Hall of Heroes dropped. And then we released a special episode of Goran Mora yesterday. Live from Jason Fest 2019, which I got to be so proudly a part of. Uh, I went down there Friday morning, got off a 40-hour block shift, drove my ass to Jersey, showed up, and I was welcomed by open ar- with open arms by cast, crew, Gordon Moore fans, and pretty much anybody who recognized me was just so welcoming, so wonderful. Uh, thank you to all the Gordon Moore fans that approached me and talked to me and just told me how much they enjoy this show. It really gives me that justification that what we're doing, you know, it means something to somebody out there. And thank you to each and every one of you that message me every fucking week to tell me how awesome our show is. It's why we do this. It's why we're going to keep doing this. And it's why we're going to drop some pretty fucking cool bangers on you guys coming up in the next couple of months. Uh but yeah, Jason Fest was awesome. We went to both premieres. I went to the 1 p.m. and the 8 p.m. And then I did the meet and greet. Uh, I got to hang out with all the sweet Vengeance crew. I uh, got to meet Dave Brown from His Name Was Jason. Interviewed him. That was on there yesterday. Yes. Got an interview with Lipstick Legion. Got to hook up with some trauma actresses. That's always the best. I Ooh. love that. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Oh, is that, is that who you were talking to? I don't, I don't remember if you said... <laughs> Like the one girl you were interviewing. I, I don't. Uh, Genevieve. Gene- yeah. She. I, I, you, you might have. I don't remember. She's done like over 153 films since 2012. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's a busy, a busy girl one. and she works a lot with Lloyd. And then I got to meet Don Shell, one of the producers on Vengeance. One of the coolest guys I've had the opportunity to meet. Really, really nice. Super humble. And then, of course, we got to meet Brooks, the only person that I know that can look Bobby in the eye. Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty cool to look at somebody like hey we're the same height all right this is cool <laughs> you guys are taller than graham right yeah yeah that that's awesome a half, a half an inch. it was really cool because really both cj and tom mclaughlin knew who i was by looking at me uh that was super humbling and then tom mclaughlin came over to me and told me how nice he liked like 
how awesome our show was, how he thinks the name's really cool. Speaking of Tom McLaughlin, how great was his cameo at the beginning of Vengeance? Oh, <laughs> son of a biscuit, Edith. Oh, I, I, I loved everything that. Bird poop. <laughs> Love it. But I got to talk to him. He, he was super impressed with our numbers and everything that we've been doing. So, of course, that was super humbling. Uh, if I talk about it anymore, I'll fucking cry. CJ Graham thanked me for coming. Personally, uh, after the show, I walked up to him and he greeted Bobby and I with a big old smile on his face. He knew exactly who I was. It was fuck what crazy, crazy time that I live in. It was a great time. Uh, it was just fun to do. It was fun uh, to be there, let alone. And then we <laughs> we showed up and Peter and Kaylee were just awesome. And Peter was just so nice to me. He treated me like I was his brother. I, I really appreciate that, Peter. Uh, I know you're listening. And there's always fun. Peter's always great. Then Jules and Ray time. showed up, which made Peter the third most jacked person there. Uh, <laughs> he's going to like that. <laughs> uh, you might hear about it. You never know. Jules greeted me by dumping beer on me. And <laughs> oh, that's always fun. True story. True that's story. That's a pretty good greeting. Say, no, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> she went to hug somebody and like smacked my beer. And she felt so bad. And I was just like, fuck yeah. Uh, but while I was getting that beer, a Gornmore female fan, she didn't say her name. She tapped me on the shoulder and she thanked me for the show. And she she said that uh, we do a great job each week. So it was really cool. Actually, I'm sure her exact words are TJ. You guys are all, you, you're awesome. Get rid of the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet that's probably what it was. <laughs> guys, we're out of a job. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, TJ does talk too much, so he yes. could do he could carry the movie. <laughs> <show about himself. laughs> Establish this how many episodes? <laughs> and uh, before Love we get into TJ. it, before we get into demons, uh, 8 p.m. showing, we had all in a row. We had me sitting next to the lovely Julia Ashley, Tisa Wicked, Bobby Amone, and then Horror Show Jack, correct? Yes. When my voice cameo showed up, we were loud. <laughs> we were fucking loud. And then... The awesome Dubak cameo got to see our website pop up in Vengeance, and we were even louder. <laughs> and you can fucking guarantee when we see Ken Slate, a.k.a. Peter Anthony, we were loud. And I think we were the only ones in the theater that screamed when Mick's name came up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> only we could truly appreciate that. But it was great. Uh, seeing the crowd reactions on that second premiere were incredible. Every time Steve's on fucking screen, there's clapping, there's applause, there's comments. It's, it's great. And then if, if you haven't watched Vengeance, head over to YouTube and Vimeo and Friday the 13th Vengeance. Watch that shit now. It is worth the watch. All of us have our opinions on it here at uh, Dubak, and we will probably put a special episode episode out soon where we go balls deep into it because we got Easter eggs out the yin yang. Chad's going to do research and they're going to have to talk to Corey because we ain't missing shit. If we do it, we're going to do it right. John's going to have to watch the proper version. No, both of us. Well, actually, I'm glad you just said that because I wanted to jump in and uh, any do-backers listening, listen, if we watched it on, what was it, Vimeo, I think it was? Yeah, on Friday. On Friday, you guys got, and I watched it too, you guys got a chopped up shit fucking version. If you go to YouTube now, like TJ mentioned, there's the full 4K, fully edited, what it's supposed to be. So give it another shot. I'm doing it. Just give it up. I, so. I, was, I was I was actually going to say the same thing because I, I know I watched the exact same copy you did. So yeah. before we get into uh, this beloved demons, 
We're going to do a little preview for our vengeance show. Bobby, favorite kill? Uh, back cracking. And then the he- the pulling the head out from the spine and it comes with it. Yes. That, that was, was a Joe Castro Ooh. kill. That, that was my favorite. It was the sub-zero fatality look. Okay. And, uh, and, and, Bugsy, <laughs> yes. and Bugsy's death. Okay. <laughs> Bugsy's death got a just, screaming crowd reaction. <laughs> just, I just, I thought Bugsy was really cool in the movie. I, I really enjoyed him. Okay. What about yes. you, uh, John? Uh, who? You know, honestly, it was kind of fast, but I did like that window decapitation. Like, I liked the part five kill. Like, those were just the chicken slanted the motor, and then the chick just getting beheaded real fast. That was just. It was nice, quick, but it, you know what I mean? It gave you the homage. I know a lot of people don't like five, but it's one of my personal, like, how do I want to put it? Mm, hot mess movies. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but, my favorite yeah. kill was the mini pickaxe. It was probably the most violent. And Ooh, yeah, that was pretty that, that was pretty awesome. I think it really showed uh, the mannerisms that Jason Brooks brought to this Jason, because, you know, uh, that level of intensity, we really haven't seen that much. And then that head fucking head snap when he's done that fucking, you know, straight looks straight up. He's ready for the next victim. That just says waves about how good of an actor Jason Brooks is as Jason Voorhees. It is truly a sight to fucking see. So go watch that movie. So Gordon Moore, it's time to review 1985's Demons. This is our first European flick, and this is a fucking good one. This was uh, Chad's pick, correct? Yes, it was Chad. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We have uh, lots of other films, but this is uh, produced by Dario Argento, Mm -hmm. the king of Italian horror. So that was film title is Demons from 1985, directed by Lamberto Bava, whose father is Mario Bava, director of the slasher classic The Bay of Blood, which was the influence for Friday the 13th. Fun fact. Twitch the death nerve. Twitch of the death nerve, too. Yes. Same movie. Same movie. Written by Dario Argento. And Lamberto Bava, produced by Dario Argento, starring Chad. You're going to have to do these because the fuck you, you can't do this to me. OK, uh, Urbano, Barbieri, Barbary. Wait, these are Italian. We should make Bobby do it. <laughs> oh, do it. Come on, do it. In your, do it. Do it in an Italian accent. Do it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Urbano. Do it in an Arnold Schwarzenegger doing an Italian accent. Urbano. Urbano. Barbiani. <laughs> I think I fucked that up. Natasha, ha- is that Natasha Javi as Cheryl? Carl Zinni as Ken? Pa- Paula? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Paula <laughs> Cazzo as Kathy? Yeah. Fiora Argento as Hannah? Greta Giacarlo? Yes. Gianna Carlo as Rosemary? And Michelle Sol. Suave. The man in the mask. What was that? Michelle Suave. Suave as the man in the mask, Jerry. You really made me embarrass my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> you're constantly dropping Italian stuff, and I wanted to see how well you can pronounce it, but you're about as fucking bad as me. <laughs> Italian is very slang words, and they're all curse words. <laughs> Music by Claudio... Simonetti fucking A cinematography by Gian Lorenzo I I fucking can't do this guys I okay cinematography by Gian Lorenzo Battaglia (laughs) edited by Piero Boza what the fuck distributed by 
Titanus Ascot Films. Okay. Released Titanic? On- <laughs> Titanic ass. <laughs> I think it's tit anus. It's tit anus. It's tit anus. It's tit anus. You know, it's an okay life. That's exactly why I started laughing. Released October 4th, 1985. Runtime of 88 minutes. Budget of $1.8 million. No idea what it grossed. The other thing I found in the gross is like one trillion Italian lire. And I'm not doing <laughs> I'm that willing to, I'm willing to bet it probably wasn't a lot. Probably wasn't more than what it made, maybe. I'm sure it made its budget back, so. And it became, it a, it, it's back. a cult classic, so it's, it's definitely made its money it, back. For this movie, and I always thought, I gotta watch that. Finally got a chance to see it. Okay, we'll put it this way. In order for me to watch this in a, a proper Blu-ray Arrow video format, I have to order it uh, region b locked you do <laughs> really like, to get like the good arrow video one. Oh, to get that one yeah yeah um didn't synapse do it too like a limited edition yeah and then demon yeah. but they have a demons one and demons two uh like double pack mm-hmm. and uh, both sides have like special artwork and it has the arrow video special features and stuff yeah this the synapse one had like a limited edition steel book it was really nice looking but uh it's kind of hard to find now well as chad would say roll that beautiful bean footage the preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before it is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror it is a movie called demons yes the demons are coming for you warning if you have the courage to see demons sit near an exit, otherwise you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. Could be happening to you. Demons. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals, and the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. I got a question. Are you dressed like that for uh, to promote the film? He just doesn't even answer her, just walks away. Okay. So, who wants to do this plot rundown? (laughs) Jesus. I can do it if you want. Sure, go ahead, John. Go for it. All right. Also, 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 before uh, Tony's bottom bitch, the Rick James looking girl, I I would prefer that you refer to her as Rick James. Only okay. I will make. I'll meet you with that. Only if we can call what's his tits there. Fucking uh, mustache sideburns. Uh, what Tony? Shit. What's his name? Tony the black dude. Tony? No, the he's pimp? mustache sideburns. Oh, dude. That, I don't that, give a shit. That, dude. That, that's a pimp named Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and his bottom bitch Rick James. <laughs> but he never fucking pimp slap anybody. You know, I was waiting for it. Oh God, does it matter? His his I whole think, demeanor. Remember, I think he was about film, to. Pimp- you're not going to get a pimp slap. When they're yeah, but dude, the way everybody was acting was terrible. It led up perfect for a good old fucking backhand bitch slap. Dude, it never. Came. 
I was just waiting the whole time. I'm like, slap a bitch, slap a bitch. <laughs> okay, Johnny, right, what happened? Right. Wow, young Cheryl is riding in West Berlin subway. A strange man in a metallic mask, not Chrome Skull, hands her <laughs> tickets to yeah, hands her tickets to a movie at a newly renovated theater. She invites her friend Kathy to go with her, and they meet up with two young men in the lobby. A pimp and two of his hoes. A pimp named Tony. <laughs> a pimp named Tony and two of his, ho- two of his hoes named Ho One and the other one Rick James are checking out the stories in the lobby. One of which the demon ma- is a demon mask from the film. On top of a sweet fucking dirt bike with a badass katana running. Rick, <laughs> Rick James tries to put on the demon mask from the film. <laughs> yeah, fucking. This is why we don't have good things, bitch. Uh, one of the prostitutes tries to put the mask on and is cut while removing it. While the film, in a violent horror movie, is starting, a woman's the woman's womb starts. I almost said womb. Jesus Christ. The woman's womb. <laughs> this isn't Planned Parenthood. <laughs> starts using clean slime. That could be really bad. And uh, in seconds, she becomes a hideous, fanged, and clawed demon. She attacks anyone who she attacks anyone who crosses her path, and soon the theater is filled with people turning into demons, zombies, and trying to avoid attack. But the theater exits and the theater exits have all disappeared. Even stopping the film doesn't seem to help as newer demons appear. Cheryl and George, one of the young men in the beginning, start from a desperate battle at survival. As George rides a dirt bike wielding a samurai sword through the theater. <laughs> Best fucking scene ever. That was so awesome. Uh, <laughs> that, that scene right there, that scene is like the most 80s uh, thing you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I, I, oh my god. And it, yeah, well, we, we'll get to that. Riding through the theater, killing demons as he goes. But will the two of them succeed in escaping evil demons now that... The inhabit West Berlin, or I'm sorry, now that the evil demons now inhabit West Berlin streets. Before Chad. we get into Chad's behind the scenes stuff, this is literally Dawn of the Dead in a movie theater. Oh, totally. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Except you're watching them transform and they're not already dead. Yeah. That's basically the only change. Chad, what do we got? Oh, uh, well, but let's, let's talk about what we like everything first before we get into the behind the scenes stuff. Okay, well, what I liked was the over the top fucking gore. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, the puking scene. What I want to know is why is it that every Italian horror movie I've ever seen, probably just about anybody else has ever seen, always has some kind of eye gouging. Dude, yeah. They fucking popular. love it, man. They do. That's a popular thing with them. It really is. It, yeah. I, this, it, I don't know. It still doesn't overtake the splinter scene in zombie. I feel, but yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty hard to beat. Now, Chad, but, I got a question. Uh-huh. Uh, Dario Argento funded the European release of Dawn of the Dead. Yes, and it's called Zombie Two. No, what is what is no, the? It's European? called Zombie in Europe. In Europe, in in uh, and his movie, the sequel was called Zombie Two over there. But when it was released over here, it's just called Zombie. No, no, no. The Dawn of the Dead one that he produced has yes. a different name. Yes, it's called it's called Zombie. And then Oh, okay. And then the the Fulci movie was made as a sequel to that, supposedly. And that was called Zombie 2. And over here was Lisa Zombie. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. And it's a different cut of the film, correct? Yes. Also, yes, okay. It's a different cut. If you didn't know, Dawn of the Dead is near and dear to Chad and I's hearts because we live so fucking close to the goddamn uh 
mall. mall that it was filmed in. And Savini is our dude uh, at Steel City Con. He, he came early and. You know, some of you guys have some bad interactions with Tom Savini, but fuck, we have some I've good never, interactions. I've never had a bad interaction. Exactly, with him. I, we're from we're from his area, so yeah. <laughs> guys understand it better. <laughs> but yeah, continuing. Okay, so um, you want to do the behind the scenes stuff, and then we'll discuss more. Yeah, I, I think our questions will definitely allow us to dive into it. Okay, so the building yeah. used for the exteriors of the Metropol Theater still stands in Berlin today. It's a club called Goya that's been host to several horror conventions thanks to its appearance in the film. Fuck yeah, that would be a fucking cool place. That would be. Especially somebody oh. rode around a dirt bike. <laughs> Goya, it's named after a food. Uh, uh, Lamberto Bava cites this as his personal favorite of the films he's directed. Okay. Which I can see why. It's a, that's a fucking fun movie. Okay, let me just say, when I first found this movie, uh, I was probably about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I found it, the video cassette, in like a fucking national record mark. I bought this, and I think the same time I bought Zombie, mm-hmm. and I like Demons a lot more. But over the years, I think, I don't know, I really getting to appreciate Zombie, too. But yeah, I just bought it on a whim. I just thought it looked cool. I'm like, fuck yeah, this movie rocks. I watched this for the first time earlier this year during my, my normal <laughs> let's go around uh, and find weird fucking movies. And I watched this. I watched Demons 2, which I actually preferred Demons 2 over this one. Uh, and we'll get to that film eventually. It, it's pretty much the same concept, but it's in an apartment building. But the funny thing is, the movie that they're Ooh. watching that turns them into demons is Demons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the film within a film in Demons 2 is actually Demons 1. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Okay. That's Ger- true. And in Germany, these movies were re- released uh, reversed. So in Germany, Demons 2 is Demons 1, and then the one we watched is a sequel to that. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool as fuck. What? Dude, they gotta just keep this shit in chronological order. You see why there's so much confusion with me with the fucking zombie, Dawn of the Dead, Zombie 2? It's like, ah! Italian horror is like this. Does the second one, not to spoil or anything, but does like the second one have any like characters coming from the first one? No. No, but they're all along the same lines. Like they're all like made to be relatable. Word, word. Think basically the same characters, but they're in an apartment building instead. Yes. Oh, and there's a little kid that gets possessed and it's cool as fuck. Mm hmm. Please tell me there's even more like sweet repelling scenes of like awesome grapple hooks. Uh, no, but it, it's damn, it's so similar. Like the feel and the look, I'll, it's it's such a. I'll take your word for it because I did. I was ready to watch it after the first one. Last isn't there also I, a scene in that one where they're crawling through the uh, ventilation shaft too? I think it's been a long time since I've seen it. I can't remember. My favorite scene is that that little fucking kid chasing that girl around the goddamn apartment. It just goes and then like it. Oh, it's weird. You guys have to watch it. I and, highly and, recommend it. Like they're, they're both on YouTube back to back. So, and yeah. like I mentioned, the girl, the young girl in the movie is uh, Asia Argento, Dario Argento's daughter. Oh, is that Floria? Yeah, okay. I oh, think so. Okay. The thirteen-year-old girl, whatever. Okay. So, uh, the name of the cinema, the Metropole, can be seen as a building in the first Silent Hill video game. That was a little Easter egg. What? That's cool. As oh, wow. Fuck. TJ, you'll love this. The blind man going to the cinema was meant as an ironic joke. Does that remind you of anything? <laughs> I asked a serious question one time. Okay. I died when you said that. Should, should I say it? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. So Chad and I are, are sitting at our booth. We're the only ones there. We're at Steel City Con. At Steel City. And, and it's kind of quieted down. And we're sitting there. And I we look over. And this blind man with one of those feeler canes comes out of the celebrity area. Oh. area. And I was And I looked. And I was like. 
Chad, I have a question. He's like, what? I said, why is he here? He goes, what do you mean? I said, he's never seen a movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to hell. But, 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 But think about it. What does he get out of it? Going to a convention as a blind man. Well, here's what I don't get. This was just as equally funny the next day on Sunday. Yeah. I was going through the vendors area because I had to go to the restroom. And I walked by and there was a blind girl going through the vendors area. So it's like, it's Why? a thing. I just what don't understand. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry if we offend any blind yeah. listeners, but we want to know. Yeah. What? Why was she there in the vendors area? What was she going to buy? And then, like, why would you go to this, like, see, go to see celebrities? You don't know what they look like. You don't know what they are. Well, like, that, that I can understand, kind of, but. Why in the vendor's room? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I know I'm going to hell, but that was just so bizarre to me. Yeah. It, it, now it, we're it all strange. going to hell, so fuck it. We'll have to. We'll get questions one day. We'll, we'll get answers to our questions one day. But yeah, I, promise, judge. I promise. I promise. Don't take this bl- wrong. It'll be by a blind man who listens to this. Watch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, <laughs> excuse me. The, the scene where the uh, the cokeheads are driving around doing doing the coke out of the coke can. Um, it was Loved actually it. it was actually a bit of a controversy. It actually was censored out of most uh, other versions of the movie, like all across the world. They cut that out. So basically, now here's my here's my issue with the coke can thing, though. And uh, how, how, that's not a good way to keep you know track of your supply. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone have it in there too. I mean, like unless you could trust that whole like everybody in that thing, like you know, they're just taking like little bumps. But it's like, yo, man, you don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they're wasting money at that point. Find it a little ironic that they had it in a Coke can because at one time. That's hilarious. From. <laughs> That's what it was made from, too. It looks so That's inconspicuous true. drinking soda out from your nose. A little forest bump. <laughs> yep. But, but hey, you know, you got to pay a price at sometimes. Chad? Okay, so I'll go to a little, little bit of the development because there's not a lot whole b- bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff here. So was, uh, uh, following the release of A Blade in the Dark, uh, the action film Blast Fighter and the sci-fi horror film Monster Shark, which sucks. Monster Shark is basically the original version of uh, Sharktopus. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Sharktopus is almost oh, like yeah. the um, Director Lamberto Bava considered writing a three-part horror film anthology written by Dardano Sacchetti, similar to his father's film Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah, one of the stories involved monsters that came from a movie theater scene and attacked the audience. A story that Baba liked more than the other two and began developing it into a feature film. So that's where demons came from. Uh, so they took their 25-page treatment to film producer Fabrizio, Fabrizio DeAngelis. These the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> so Body. He wanted to use footage from uh, hey, Lucio Fulci's films as the film within a film to cut costs. Uh, they would also take the treatment to Lucio Martino, who suggested the two... Uh, produced the films themselves. So, meanwhile, Dario Argento was fresh from the financial success of Phenomena, which was Jennifer Connelly's first film, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and was beginning to be interested in producing films as he had done previously with Dawn of the Dead, which we were talking about earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so, he was looking for films to produce and he found a blah, blah, blah. He found a science fiction script from Luigi Cozy and he didn't like it, so he met with uh, them for Demons. Um, basically, you know, it kind of bounced around a little bit before Argento got involved, which is kind of cool because he added a little bit more. Uh, I've come to give to you it. a real budget. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, that's what happened. He kind of kind of saved their ass. Uh, and it was also shot in only nine weeks in June of July of 1985, which is wow. pretty good. Yeah, 
So it, it was just finished filming and went right straight to theaters almost. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, some of these uh, some of these films take forever in post production. Yes. Some. <laughs> and, and it got uh, got pretty famous for having the heavy metal soundtrack. Um, okay, so here's where it gets here. We'll talk about the sequels. Okay, hold on, I have a little pop up here. He's got a pop up, people. He's got a pop up. Okay, so oh. it was successful enough to warrant a sequel, Demons Two, directed once again by Bava and produced by Argento. Uh, it came out a year after the original and moved the demonic action out of the movie theater into a high rise apartment building full of fresh new victims. In 1988, Bava directed a made for Italian TV movie called The Ogre, which became Demons 3, which had little, if anything, to do with the first two films. To confuse things even more, several other movies have been released under the Demons banner in certain parts of the world, even though they have no connection to it whatsoever, including uh, Michelle Suave's The Church, which came out in 1989. Uh, Umberto Lenzi's Black Demons, which came out in 91, and Soavi's other film, Cemetery Man, was released as Demons 95, which makes no sense because it has absolutely nothing to do with demons whatsoever. And talk about <laughs> zombies. It's a great movie, though. It was also comparing uh, Demons 2 to Dawn of the Dead once fucking again. There was a high rise scene in the original Dawn of the Dead. Although uh, Cemetery Man did have an awesomely hot Italian chick. But it didn't have a yes. pimp named Tony. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but she played like three different characters in the fucking movie, which made it even more confusing. Oh, uh, okay. So it's like the Jason Brooks of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Betcha she puts her tampon in with a Nerf gun. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that line. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I got for behind the scenes stuff. Okay, so you got the buns, I got the meat. Let's see the horse part. Okay. <laughs> There's so many one-liners for vengeance. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Johnny, question, brother. Oh, man. Dude, I got a lot for this I one. I got a lot. Make it a good one. Make it a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, I had the one which Chad already kind but that was kind of like the most generic uh, question and that was what the fuck was with the helicopter? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the? Yeah. Where did it even come from? Dude, I've, seen, I've seen the movie like a dozen times and I've never been able to figure out what the hell the deal is with the helicopter. Okay. A the hole is way too small for the helicopter to even come through. When does she but get I'm infected? Not, That's a better just question. Just spit on it. All right. Just make it worth. <laughs> I'll say she got infected when uh, that weird fucking demon thing came out of her friend's back and it was just slashing everywhere because it was like kind of rapid so you didn't necessarily see where it slashed uh-huh. so I'm just going to go with that but um, okay so this isn't like maybe the best question but I thought it was a pretty funny one so when uh, oh what the hell the main dude there that rides the dirt bike George Okay. so after he kills his friend which was a pretty gnarly scene uh, he slices his head off and then he comes into the theater with the dirt bike. Mm-hmm. My question is, what the fuck happened to his shirt? <laughs> oh yeah, that is a good question. Because he was full on just like, it, it was just maybe a little bloody, but it was still tucked in, good to go. He came out walking like he just, he, I'm pretty sure he ripped it himself. Like he just wanted, he's like, I'm going to look badass. I'm going to rip my fucking sleeves off and come out like fucking Ash Williams style. Like, it didn't make any fucking sense, dude. <laughs> I don't think I even noticed, but that's a good that's a good point. Like I said, but, a, lot, a lot of this movie doesn't make sense, but goddamn, was it fun? Uh-huh. No, it's a, it, dude. It, it 
it's a great watch. The, the, the fucking effects were awesome. Like, Oh yeah. This yeah, is evil dead sure. level. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's just the, there, there was some confusion and I don't know if it was just the editing or like, like the base plot of it. Super simple. Love it. People get trapped in a movie theater by demons, blah, blah, blah. But like, the overlying, it just, I don't know. Like, there was really a lot, no, there's like no rules to it. I don't know. There was a lot of confusion. Yeah, like people, like, people turn into demons at like a different rate. Well, like not only that, but if they were all dragged to the theater in the beginning, like the dude was handing out the, um, the tickets and shit, right? right? Okay. Well, if he was dragging all the people, like, started, how did all of a sudden, like, they went outside and it was, like, world fucking wide? Like, it was already happening. Like, what was the, even the whole point of the Well, because the, the one, the, the yeah, one they got out earlier. When the Who got out earlier? The punks. Yeah, when the cokeheads went in, uh, the one demon uh, ran ran out. out. Oh, that was the that yeah. was the blind. Oh, yeah. so there you go. It's the tagline of the movie. What's the tagline of the movie? It said something about the streets will be your tomb or something yeah, like so that. So yeah, because you know I'm sitting there and my wife and I were talking. And I was like, I don't remember when any other person escaped. But now that you mentioned that, yeah, I forgot they killed off the cops. Yep. Yep. No shit. Okay. <laughs> I got that happened in a very short time too. Yeah, yeah, it did. We also got to think no, about no, it. this is the, the zombie end, type like, thing. Whoa. So that shit's really, that? It, it, if it's worldwide. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, that's the sketchy part. So Maybe. I do have one more question. If you don't mind, I'll throw it out to you guys. And like I said, this was my first watch. I don't know if the second one explains a little bit more, but once again, kind of weird rules. It seems like anybody that gets scratched or bit is infected. Yeah. Wasn't fucking George was full on scratched on his arm. Yes, he was at the end. Why did he not change? We or didn't see him. We does didn't. he lead into the second one? Like, no. is he the reason? Nope. Damn. See, that's what I, I was like kind of hoping like for. Like I said, that. this movie is well, the movie the that they watch in the second one. So yeah. But I was I would say he probably did turn at some. These point one of the that. movies is like okay, we're gonna give you a little backstory and just focus on the movie afterwards, which I prefer movies like that. But uh, right, right, right. What about the uh, demon hunting family at the end, dude? Like the way they acted, they act, they acted like they were from fucking supernatural. Like they've been doing it their whole goddamn life. <laughs> it's just eating a fucking sandwich with a shotgun. Get on in, man. Let's fucking do this. It's just fucking demons. Woo! Like <laughs> I, I fucking loved it, dude. It was great. Also, what I got a question: Why the fuck was it a good idea to barricade yourself on a balcony? Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't understand that. Uh, <laughs> you had some sort of way out at some point. Hey, man, Tony had to organize people somehow. Nobody else was fucking doing it. You know what I mean? Who? That's true. He's got a point. Pimp, a pimp named Tony. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> a saying, pimp named Tony. Sorry, give him the Sounds like a little kids book. <laughs> it's a Boondocks <laughs> reference. So. <laughs> oh. <geez. laughs> you got to change to a much more professional name of a professional in a management profession. Yes. He has a. <laughs> the escort for again, the escorts. <laughs> you got a pimp who has awesome fucking line delivery and everybody acting hysterical and there's perfect fucking setup for an amazing fucking bitch slap and it never happens. <laughs> so upsetting. That's what I said. The dude on the balcony is running his mouth. I'm not, dude, because I just I want to remake the movie just to add in like two good fucking bitch slaps, man. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe explain where the helicopter came from. <laughs> Somewhere, like 30 years ago on the cutting room floor, there's a scene and it's a pimp named Tony slapping the shit uh, out of uh, Rick James. Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> Those two scenes and put them in and act like they were there. 
Yes. So before we get into our uh, breakdown of this film, I just want to say that there is this film is dubbed by English actors. So these are what Italian actors dubbed by English voice actors. And the Italians at this time were so good at dubbing. You can barely tell Mm -hmm. that uh, that there's dubbing going on, but you can tell, but you can barely tell. It just shows like how good they got because a lot of these films were made directly for uh, U.S. distribution, especially in the VHS market. Because that's where a majority of your money was made back then, especially on a, a worldwide release, something like this. Uh, I'm sure this this brought the bank when it came to VHS releases, uh, especially this and Demons 2. But, wow, there's a lot of films that are like this. Uh, Pieces is another film that's, that's very similar to this. But Pieces in and of itself which we is actually on our list of things to do uh, as time goes on. Uh, that. The way they made films back then, especially uh, Italian films made for American markets, was just so strange. And each and each and every one of them has like a story to tell when it comes to that sort of stuff. So I just kind of want to when you guys watch this and it seems like the voices are off. They are, but they aren't. Yeah, yeah you could tell it's they were Italian actors speaking English. But whether the I don't know if their accents were too thick or maybe they just couldn't completely speak in English. So you could tell it's overdubbed a little bit. Now, Tony, a pimp named Tony, uh He's the only American actor. I think that Bobby Rhodes is his name. Correct. Yes. So, yeah. Douche of the movie. Mm. Mm. Uh, I'd I'd have to say the promotional guy at the beginning. (laughs) He fucked everyone up. For one, he ignored her when she asked a question. And two, we kind of like started the chain reaction to all of this. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really thought about douche of the movie. Yeah, me neither. Well, I was too. I was, I was too busy trying to concentrate on what exactly was going on because there was a lot. Going on every dude, Bobby, you are not fucking joking on that one, dude. Like, like, like it was a very twenty busy minutes movie. into the movie, we have a demon. There's a pus ball on her face. I can't keep track of who's douching who here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like seriously, it's a great movie, but. I can't go with any douche. I don't know about the rest of you, but I got nothing on that. This one. movie is Maybe. doucheless for Bobby. Uh, Johnny? Uh, I mean, he besides like the whole sneaking around thing, he never really was like a douche, but maybe the guy that was like, I don't know, was he cheating on the blind man's wife or was that just like his help or something? I don't know what the fuck was going on there. The blind man's wife was was cheating. He was just... Was, was that his wife or was that like his assistant? I didn't yeah, know. I, like, I, I it was never really clear. Right. But so, like, I was like, oh, if it's an assistant, that's not his assistant. That's, that's his seeing eye, bitch. Wow. If I go blind, I got to get me one of them. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I can't bring, you can't bring that on the plane, sir. It's okay. It's uh, my seeing eye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you call her your seeing eye bitch, you have to say it like a pimp named Tony would. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that real bitch. <laughs> That's my seeing eye bitch. Dude, he stole the show, man. He did. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say everybody's going to pick that as their favorite yes. character. Oh, dude, how could you not, though, man? <laughs> I mean, even after like he's gone. Uh, he's still around. <laughs> that I, that scene of them coming in the hallway, and you just see a pimp named Tony, but demon form, and is going, yep. and, and he's and he's just walking up. I mean, even after that fucker dies, he's still a prominent part of this movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> even Rick James is like, <laughs> dude. She just keeps coming back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, so favorite kill. I would have to say for favorite kill. I, it's so hard for me. Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be a hard one for me because this was a gore fest. This is like evil dead, brain, dead alive type fucking gore. I don't know. I, I really like the puking thing. <laughs> I, did, I don't know. I don't that know. That was weird. The blind dude <laughs> puking on that chick. I couldn't tell if he was like at first biting her, but then like it didn't look like he was. I don't know. It was weird. I don't have a favorite kill. I just have to say this whole movie is just filled with awesome kills. So I can't predict, pick one. Yeah, I, I can't pick one either. It's, there's just too many to choose from. And I have a strange one. When when you see the demon pushing the the blind man's assistant and hit the lover t- heads together, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that was an oddball one, dude. Like, were they chewing their faces because he was like holding them together? It was fucking weird. They're spewing blood and shit. Yeah, I didn't get that either make your their mouths like start chewing each other i'm like what the fuck is she trying to do yeah and then afterwards it's just a red thing around the mouth like okay what did you get herpes out of this like he killed like he like he strangled him like that but then he like hung the dude anyway too like he yeah. wasn't i don't know it was weird the way that body fell you could still tell it was fake <laughs> it's cool though it was like yeah but it was cool like when he turned though like he climbed up his own rope and shit dude like i thought that was fucking no, that dope yeah that was pretty wicked so that was a strange kill uh, I'm the same way. There was no favorite. I will say that was a strange one, so I'll go with that for this kill part. Wow. I'm, okay, I'm actually kind of surprised nobody else said this, but I definitely have a favorite kill for this one. Okay. And it's fucking, it's Chrome Face, dude. The dual fucking, like, partner kill. That was fucking awesome. I can't think of anything else that I've ever seen like that, where it's like two people literally working for the same fucking kill. The rebar through the head, yeah. That was pretty Yeah, cool. dude, like, that was just, I loved it. Okay. I almost wish it was like a little bit even slower, like going into his face, but it's still good fucking enough. So I took notes for my best scene. Now, I thought about this, OK, because of Ooh. how crazy this is. Now, follow me for best scene. I hope it's the one that I picked, too. It's the zit. <laughs> because it's the really first notion where you're like, this movie's going to be fucked. This movie is going to be over the top. That's exactly what I thought. Too. <laughs> to go to that like level of like, you know how we're going to signify this bitch being infected? She's going to get a fucking Uzi zit. <laughs> it, 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 it's just that, that it's it's like it become a thing in recent years, you know, that, you know, that hair sticking out of her face or like the mm-hmm. zit. And uh, it, it, I feel I feel like this is like started the trend of like shit's not right here. And that and I, I think it's like my best favorite scene in this film because it's kind of the thing that perpetuates the rest of the story onward. Right. Mm hmm. Nice. Chad. Bobby, what you got? Oh, or Chad, sorry. I'll go. I, I actually agree with TJ on this one because up until that point in the movie, I really didn't know what I was in for. Yeah. Trying to clean her face and the next thing, you know, you just start seeing it bulge. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is happening? I thought something was coming out of her face and then I just see it explode. Infected mm-hmm. ball on her face. And I was like, oh, so this shit's... Uh, this is how it's going to start spread. And then her whole transformation. Keep looking, dude. <laughs> so I, I agree right. with TJ that that scene is definitely one that intrigued me. We'll get to this later. That intrigued me more into the movie. Because then I'm like, I want to see how everybody else yeah. goes down and transforms. So that to me could have been the actual beginning of the movie. The ticket giver. 
Okay, I can see that. Chad? I'm going to go a little bit beyond what you guys said, and I would say the next girl that turned, her friend, after she looked her in the face, and she's there on the stage, and she's you see the claws coming out of her fingertips and the fangs coming out from under her teeth. It just, yes. It just, All right. it just really, Chad, Chad's right on. That's where I was going to go was that teeth scene, dude. <laughs> yeah, that just gets under your skin. It's like, Oh, that just, Oh <laughs> yeah. Anything with teeth, man. That's okay. Just we're fucking, doing the uh, second one r- rather soon. We're going to, I have it. nightmares about yeah. my teeth falling out. So that just really, really just gets to me as the teeth. Oh, when you, John, when you see the kids scene in the next and then, and demons too, you're, you're going to love it, dude. It's, it's Dude, like I said, I was ready. I, I, I had to ask because when you said that, we're like, "Yo, we got to cover the second one." I was kind of hoping you said we were going to cover both because I was like, "Yo, I I'm had ready to, to rewatch this, this right now." I rewatched this I and then the read the soon, man. I rewatched this and then read the plot because beforehand I kept getting this one and the other ones mixed up, like scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, gotcha. I, I, there's like some crazy shit that happens in the second one. I don't want to talk about. But wait, wait. Here's, here's one about the second one. That I thought I just saw is, is it true that there's like two actors from the original one that played different characters in the second one? That's probably true. Is but there, but Tony the, in the second one? Cause that's what one of them I thought I just saw. I think there's another strong, like powerful, like uh, strong uh, black man, strong black man. Uh, let me look it up. Uh, Chad, uh, wait, who everybody got, got their, uh, Favorite killing? Well, John, what was your favorite uh, yeah. favorite scene then? Was was it that one? My favorite scene. Yeah, favorite I mean, scene. Dude, the teeth one was right there, and I mean, to me, it's also on par with the end scene, like I already mentioned, with the fucking dirt bike and the samurai sword. Because, yep, dude, that, that was just I fucking love that shit. <laughs> like, that was a close second. That for was me. pretty epic. Oh, that oh was shit! I did it again. Forty fucking zombies like that. The dude. picture it's I awesome. posted today for the Gorenmore thing uh-huh. was actually from part two. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I see. I, I, I see. This is why. It's, they're so fucking similar. Uh, Bobby. Yep. Bobby Rhodes plays Hank in the other one. And it's the same character. It's pretty much the same character. Nice. No okay. shit. Look. So they almost pulled the return of the living dead one and yep. two. Two yep. guys come back just a little different. Yeah. Bobby Rhodes comes back in the second one as Hank. No, and I he wears, have to watch the second one. He dude. wears like, oh, <laughs> he, he's one of the out. gym bros in the second one. He wears uh, like the 80s sweatpants and then a tank top. He walks around Love with a shotgun it. the entire fucking movie. That's right. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All righty. And they barricade themselves like they did with this one, but they barricade themselves in a basement because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I'm living dead here. <laughs> yeah. Never go down underground. Oh, yeah. Jeez. It's a parking no, no, garage. Go, it's fucking great. You go underground, great. but you better have another way out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, did the opening scene hook you in? Eh. Oh. It was kind of... It, it was intriguing with the Chrome guy, because like he was just silent, and you're like, well, what the fuck's this dude's deal? He's promoting but his film, never, bro. That doesn't really like pay off, I thought. But they're like, kind of setting up like he was stalking her to kill her or something. So, yeah, I guess it kind of yeah. did. Yeah. No. Okay, wow, that's that's divided as that's, shit. That's split, that's split. Best hits, hottest girl, uh, Rick James. Uh, you know, uh, we did, <laughs> the disappointing thing is we only got coke titty? we only got side uh, from the coke cokehead girl. Yeah. And she was she wasn't that attractive for being an Italian film. There's no like no nudity. Yeah, that's, that's that crazy. Uh, this was pretty tame. They they took the titties and replaced it with blood. So but I, I will say I thought the hottest girl was uh, the the box office girl, the redhead. Okay. Oh really? Okay. I, I like redheads, man. I gotta go with that one. 
I think it was the friend, dude. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. With the girl in the blue? I, listen, man, I'm always partial for a good, like, a brunette, man. So, I, I don't know. She reminded me of, like, a... <laughs> I'm always partial for a brunette. I'll, 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 I am, man. The girl who was getting stalked in the beginning. She's, all right, I'll go with her. Like, I don't, yeah, she I don't know. She was cute. So, before we get any <laughs> further... Uh, Bobby, hold on. Before we get any further, we're going to play a quick... We're going to take a break. And then we're going to play a quick message from our sponsors and then get right back to our review of 1985's Demons. Yay, sponsors! <laughs> Hello there, creepy girls. Do you like spooky things in horror movies? Then Cabin 13 has the stuff for you. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, bins, busts, action figures, collectibles, and more. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to visit Cabin13.com and buy something, or I'll kill you! Marcio Charlie's Horror Costume Studios. Premium hand-sculpted latex masks, butts, and hoods. Everything is handmade and painted by Marcio himself. Be sure to check out his wide range and selection of products over at Facebook and Instagram at Horror Costume Studios. Hey, you out there. Hey, listener, take a look at yourself. Want to know why you look like shit? Because you aren't wearing Dubak merch. Take your ugly ass over to dobackdiscussion.net and click on the merch tab. Pick up some hot fucking swag, then you can become a sexual Tyrannosaurus, just like us. So I thought we were recording. No, Bobby, we're not recording, but we are back live now. So. So. We could have had a nice conversation. We could have listened to that. We're going to start off with something that we're all really wanting to talk about is did the score set the mood? And this is arguably the best scored movie we've ever, we've done to date. Uh, and I would have and I already have my pick for best song. But did the score set the mood? Absolutely. Oh. And it also set the era perfectly. Absolutely. Fucking yeah, fantastic. It, it, it's it put the nostalgia right in there. That and all the uh, giant fucking 80s hair. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the cokehead girl. <laughs> Nostalgia wise, this right. this this film was very uh, bite the pillow. I'm going in dry type thing. Ooh. It kind of just shoves it kind of just shoves it down your throat. And and, and I say okay. that because literally the opening scene is 80s to the max. Oh yeah, uh, subway. Yeah. Everyone dressed, you know, like slightly punkish, but yet there's uh, the, the the fad and the and the the dress is very 80s. And then couple that with like the look of the film. And then the music in the background, and it's like, "Hey, we're gonna make the most eighty sounding soundtrack, and then we're gonna turn it to 11. <laughs> Listen, man, it's it's a time period piece, full yeah, out for sure. Like, yeah, it totally is, but it was great. It's not, it's not the wrong hole, but it's a misconception one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That'll be on podcast fucking history now. <laughs> No, I got. I agree with you, TJ. Man, the the score, dude, the synth in this was great. Mm-hmm. The fucking the '80s hair metal just coming in all the time, dude. And they gave you the full songs. It wasn't just like the instrumental part, like you usually get. It was like the legit. Just like nope, somebody just fucking threw money in the jukebox, playing this shit for half a minute. Yeah, I love I love the whole score, but the metal part. Cause I, I love my metal. That was definitely my favorites of the score. Speaking oh. of metal, let's talk about that outro song for Vengeance. I did it with his mouth. (laughs) Dude, I love it. Okay, so everybody answer this? Yeah. Best song would have to be Save Our Soul by Motley Crue. Absolutely. What part did that play? That is when it was a Motley Crue was a movie. Yes. They were just starting to get bigger. 
It's one of those, you uh-huh. know, if I heard like uh, Home Sweet Home or something like that, I'd be like, shut the fucking thing off. But like, because it's like some of their like more obscure music, I was like, fuck yeah. yeah they, they didn't start getting into the more mainstream till like two years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chad? Uh, what, what was the song that was playing when they were uh, panicking and running from the theater? Mm. Close to the beginning. I don't know. Because that was... The- I thought I thought that was uh, Save Our Souls, wasn't it? No. Was they- Save Our Souls was playing during the, uh, the during motorcycles. motorcycles. Uh, so was it... Uh, was it out of time? I'm trying to remember. I was looking at it earlier. Whichever one I know that's what I liked. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. There. Wait, Out of Time, the Anthrax song? No, this is before. Wow, is that before Anthrax? Yeah, way before that. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm sure I don't remember when Anthrax really came onto the scene. Uh, uh, two, like maybe a year or two after this. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know they, they the were like song late. because you guys can't pinpoint yeah. the exact. Well, song. I I, I like Save Our Souls. Uh, listen, man, I'm always a sucker for Billy Idol. So anytime White Wedding comes on, I don't give a shit. I drunk I drunk White Girl. It I don't care. Uh, that's a great tune well yeah man and I, I I was super happy that it, like that was just there was another one I liked too it was uh, Night Danger that was pretty good okay. I listened to it all on the way to work this morning actually the whole soundtrack on, Let's straight just on any, YouTube any of them are decent yeah, yeah, any of them are good pick yeah. so the next question goes without saying uh, favorite character a pimp named Tony definitely definitely yep. a pimp named Tony yeah 100% okay. Stole what? the show. And the next question no, is what? Just no bitch slap. No bitch slap. <laughs> he, stole, he stole the show like Steve Dash stole there. the show in Vengeance. Agreed. Steve Agreed. Dash. I, I fucking love Dash. That was great. Yep. So, was it scary? Uh, for the time, I'm going to guess this film was fucking terrifying because it even gets to be a bit excessive now. Yes. So, I would say yes, 100%. Yeah, with the over the top gore. And uh, the kind of had a little bit of a paranoia too, almost like the thing. I think that's movies like Evil Dead, where no matter like how old it gets or how many times you watch it, there's still going to be things that bother you in it. Like it's because it, it, it's just so gross. OK, take Evil, right. take Evil yeah. Dead and Dawn of the Dead, mash them together. You get demons. OK, it's like a perfect matchup. Yeah, I would agree with that. Sounds about right. So I'm I mean, you just you make it. You're making it smaller with a movie theater instead of a full mall. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. I mean, these demons probably are act more like zombies than demons. I mean, the way yeah. they're spread is through infection. If anything, that's totally 2,000 zombies and on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But what if this is like low-key an exploitation film? Could be. You, you probably I'm always I'm always I'm not going to lie. And this, uh, this might make me seem a little stupid here. I'm always a little fuzzy when that's used it, it could be the thing that perpetuates the story like there's like a hidden meaning behind something word uh, word okay so like literally it anything like, could be considered an exploitation slashers film. are considered okay here, here's what you consider here's something that i can consider an exploitation film the original halloween is a babysitter killer uh exploitation film okay yeah okay i, I would can say see only that. marginally only marginally okay. but I, I don't think i can't see demons being any kind of any type of exploitation film i, I it, dep- it depends on how you make the film. Okay. I don't know. It, but not not for not for this it's one. It's not an exploitation film, but but like literally any fucking movie can be perceived as an exploitation film. Okay. That's the okay, point of making. 
I don't think it can be an exploitation film because it doesn't uh, discriminate between victims. You know, you have a pimp named You're Tony. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's a blind guy. There's men and women. I can't really say that there would be an exploitation. Anybody film. can fall victim to this right. disease. But what what if the exploitation is the disease itself, and that's like it's uh, like it's playing paying an homage, not an homage, but like it's it's like parodying something in real life. Like wasn't the hmm. like, wasn't the HIV craze yeah. like a really big thing in the late eighties? I suppose. Yeah. Point of view, this, could this be. Was, yeah. This was the time where it was. So what if this is an exploitation film for uh, sexually transmitted diseases diseases in the late eighties? Actually, which is very popular because uh, it did all start with a hooker. A better. So, I mean, I, I, you're I just, not I just want to that say far this, off there. I just want to say this: if you're reaching for that, that. A, a better example for that would be The Fly, because that's exactly what that's exactly what Cronenberg was trying to achieve with that. Okay. The, whole, the whole turning into a fly was a metaphor for uh, debilitating diseases. You know what's crazy? How fucking in-depth our reviews have gotten since the beginning. What? what I can attest to that. We went from 40-minute episodes to an hour and a half. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay, though. That means there's just getting more information. It's just better talking. We're talking about exploitation in the 80s. Like We have reached the epitome of nerd. <laughs> I'm okay with that's that. like highbrow nerd though. TJ, it is, that's true. Exploitation. Carpenter's the thing was the same way because you couldn't tell if you were infected without a blood test. You're right. AIDS Jesus too. Christ. Here's what I want to know. At one point at what point during the thing do they stop being a human and become the thing? Like how at what point do they realize <laughs> that they're becoming the thing? Exactly. Wow. Okay. I think it's gotta be like it, it's just gotta be an instantaneous takeover, essentially. I can't the be only done. way you really know is if you have something foreign on your body that it cannot mimic. Right. Oh, but you as a person, I don't. Is think that in our lineup, by the way, Chad? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Then let's hold oh, off on talking oh. about that. Yes. Oh, dear God. I'm gonna also, uh, I, I just want to point out that Bobby, you're just repeating the same thing you said on Wicked Wednesday, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> just realize that now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to that today. <laughs> When, so when we get to the, when we get to the thing, forget it. It's going to be a two hour. Can we thing. just say oh, yeah. now that we will release a special Halloween episode with director Alex Probst for Halloween this year? We'll just say that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Either, either way, yes. Chad will make it happen. Uh, he'll make make us whether we record it on a Monday or we record it on a weekend. We'll have it released on Halloween Day for you guys. Special. Oh, yeah. which, which uh Which Halloween do you want to cover or do you want to talk? Let's about just do entire? number one. All right. Let's just make the most visceral. Fucking like well, seriously, it's the best. Can we, can we do one and two and connect them? Yeah, I think I think I think we could. Yeah, we can. We'll just. We're talking about OG two, right? Not yeah. Cody. Oh, okay, you know what? Sidebar. Sidebar. Chad and I would like to talk about something really quickly. Okay. Do so it. I was on Twitter, and they posted a picture for Halloween Kills. And you know who was sitting at the fucking table? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Kenny fucking Powers, for the second fucking time, was sitting at the table. Okay, peanut butter on my penis aside. <laughs> you know damn well. I, okay, that was said by... peanut butter here. Okay. Why the fuck would you have uh... KP, Kenny Powers, Danny McBride, in a fucking room to write... One of the most fucking iconic slasher villains to shape Michael Myers. Why would you let him do that? Why would you let him do it again? Again! After a peanut right. butter on my penis. 
I know, but we get James Duke Courtney back, so I'm happy. I don't care. You can put James Duke Courtney in front of anything. But at the end of the day, Kenny Powers is still writing the fucking movie. So I I don't don't give a fuck. I I don't like the I don't like the 2018. I love H2O. Okay, I love his anniversary films. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Laurie Strode comes back, fights the shape. Okay, good for everything. But they murked the fucking 2018 Halloween. I will say it till the end of this. I can't even watch it because I hate it. I, I hate the. The faux, uh, what the fuck's, is Donald Pleasance type character. I hate Oh, him. you talking about Numis? Yeah, the, the, the new guy. It's, what, what's his it's name? It's Numis, dude. Numis. Numis. Oh, oh new Loomis. <laughs> the head smash was the best part of his. I think role. the only thing I'm going to like about Halloween Kills is the fact that Anthony Michael Hall is playing Tommy Doyle. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That will be pretty cool. I can't lie, dude. Even though I did, I'm. Pretty, I, there were parts of 2018 I liked. I will probably see the next two just they because, killed. you know, whatever. But I'm right there with you, Chad. Yeah, it's like I said, I, there was there's like two good scenes that I really love. The rest of the movie can fucking you could take it. So I, I like I liked it, but I actually don't want to get the name from. I totally get it. Okay. <laughs> Chad, anything you want to say about Halloween Kills before we move on? I just want to say that I said I still think the exact same thing. Like you, like I said when you showed us the picture in the chat, I said, "Well, there, there goes any hope of the sequel not sucking." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sure somebody out there, one of these Gormor fans, like fucking a. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I like Halloween 2018. I'm sure you fucking do. I didn't like it, but the sad thing is, like, I like Danny McBride as an actor. I don't like Danny McBride as a writer. Boom, boom, boom. Unless he's writing, you know, Kenny Powers titles. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can go with that. I mean, he is trained in a tri- with. Uh, he is trained in the sacred art of using a trident. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just getting re- back, getting back to demons. Yes. Was the act? Uh, does it hold up today? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Holy. Dude, 100. I mean, it's, it's violent. It's fucking phenomenal. It is an 80s timepiece, but yeah, dude, the gore, the story, it, it it still holds up. There's a lot of questionable shit that's funny. Yes. But overall, the whole movie in itself, you, you just kind of look past that because it's just. And you know what? We, we actually kind of forgot to mention a scene, and I did like it. I would say it's almost tied for like third, is where they're coming up with uh, their glowing eyes. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Are we not going to leave that for the cinematography question? Well, there's more about cinematography okay. that I can talk about than okay. just that. So, but. you like that scene? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I do too, and I will talk about it here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <Sexy>. <laughs> was good. The, okay, now, I'm next question. Was the acting good or bad? Now, I want to say, I, I'm just, my interpretation, this was uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 type acting, <laughs> where the acting was so over the top, uh, whether that was the actual actor's portrayal or the voice actors, I think it was so good. I mean, it was so bad it was good. Yeah, it's kind of really hard to say just because of the dubbing. It's, yes. It's really not a fair question. But it was enjoyable hmm. at the end of the day. It, it, it had that that cheese that we all love because we love that thick cheese. But it didn't seem like anybody was just like super bad. You Nobody know was I mean? screaming was... garbage day and shooting pistols. So <laughs> Right. I mean, like I said, Tony, Tony overacted the shit out of his role, and I fucking did he though, or did he nail it? He he nailed it. Either way, I don't give a shit how you say it. I loved it. 
he nailed it by overacting it. <laughs> so okay. I, think I think that's where this movie is great. The overacting is great for this movie. Right. And I love the scenes like the close up where he is just one sweaty ass motherfucker, dude. He is just like fucking dripping. Like the Probably goddamn rock and all the fast I'm sure. Right? Like this the fucking all the stage lights were just on him for that shot. He's like, God damn it, it's hotter than a motherfucker. <laughs> But, hey, it's, it's it's okay. If it looked real, it's all that matters. But the overacting totally worked. The only uh, acting that, I don't know, I mean, it wasn't really bad. It was just, I didn't get her thing was the, the red-haired chick. Because was I the only one who thought that she might have been part of it no, the I whole think, time no, until she suppo- wasn't? You were supposed to think that. It was, a, it was just a bit of misdirection. I mean, I kind of figured that. Like, I figured she was a red herring, but it just... Like when she's going around shining the flashlights in everybody's fucking face in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was just like, "What the fuck, man!" I'm like, "That's that would piss me off." Shining to watch a movie, all of a sudden, just like, "Hey!" Ugh. But no, I it, hers was weird just because, like I said, I didn't know. Like she didn't really say a lot. It was more like physical acting until she like turned. Yeah. But so no, it, man. It, you were on the same lines as Chad and I. Is you just not yeah? Sure. It's just it, it's good. It, it, it's good. good. That's the all we know. The dubbing makes it the dubbing makes it a little different. So, like Chad said, it might not be necessarily a fair question, but Bobby, I just said it before. The overacting for this movie was was great. It just was a giant panic. Okay. Yeah. Something else? No. So for this, yeah, totally. Okay, oh, I, I, would, I, would, I would say it's good, especially the part with the people that are actually playing the demons because mm-hmm. it was a more physical role so, and they didn't really talk. So they had to, uh, you know, use the actual physical actions to act out more. Agreed. Agreed. So I would say judging by that and not going by the dub- dubbing, I would say, yeah, it was pretty good. Awesome. All right. So next question, Johnny, do you like the cinematography? Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, like we said and Johnny and I could probably agree, the most iconic scene and probably the best shot scene is the glowing eye scene when you see all the demons, including a pimp named uh, Tony. At the front of the pack. Yes, at the front of the pack, strolling up. should be. <laughs> uh, and their eyes are glowing, and it's down a very darkly lit hallway, and it is incredible. It's like Angela walking down a hallway type thing. It, it like, literally just made me want to fucking uh, go play Nazi zombies after that shit, dude. Yeah. Like that's instantly what I thought of was just the glowing eyes fucking coming down the hallways and shit, dude. It was I loved it. Chad? Oh yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You absolutely know that, that scene especially. And I also liked uh and this just little Easter eggs, different uh, movie posters that you see in the theater I thought were pretty cool. There was a lot of establishing shots as well. Mm-hmm. Like it always they always like uh whenever they introduced you to a new location, it was very uh like okay, here here's what you're dealing with. Here's what the room looks like, and then we're gonna just gonna reuse this later in the film. I just like the like how they showed like the movie theater part where they're in, like, all nice and clean and pristine, and then they break through the wall and it's like all damp and dark, and there's yeah. there's like water dripping from the ceiling. It looked really slimy and gross and mildewy. Yeah, their their production design was was a plus. I mean, it's no mixed drawn set, but fuck, it's pretty good. Except for the fact that they broke through a what was supposed to be a concrete wall with a fucking fire extinguisher. Like, no <laughs> That's true. Okay. Okay. Well, we're not yeah. going to poke holes in everything. 
<laughs> Listen, I just laughed because the hole that it busted was a perfect size. Like it was like somebody like just trilled it out with a fucking uh, hole saw. It was like <laughs> somebody probably just did that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did. But it was what was weird. It was like that was the only wall in that hallway that was all nasty and shit. Yeah. Oh, did we? We didn't mention the projectors either, did we? No, we did not. The sweet automatic fucking projectors. <laughs> That literally just like would destroy like fucking peanut brittle when they punch them. <laughs> they just have like a keyboard taped to the side. Yeah. That was <laughs> so good. Bobby, cinematography. I, I loved it. It really, it gave you a lot of great close ups. There was a lot of really good lighting in this film, too. Yeah, that's the biggest and thing was, is lighting. The one scene where the woman gets lost going back into the theater and she's all scratched up and can't find her way around. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck did that change so fast? It, it, it didn't it's incredible. It. Like, I liked how that it messed with the head yeah. of that. And then, and like you guys said, the glowing eyes there, that was just such a great shot. Final question. Did you like the premise? Yes. Oh, hell yes. Absolutely. Loved it. 100%. Absolutely. Gore and more rating of. Chad? Oh, you guys go ahead. I picked it. I want to go last. John? Ooh, I'm going to give it a solid uh, 3.7. Bobby? Give it a 4. I'll go up a little bit. I'm going to give it a 4.2. Fuck it. I'm going to go 4 as well. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4. Ah, see that? Persuasion. No, it's not even that, dude. It was a really good movie. I liked it. So it's a Gormore rating of 4. 4 out of 5. Very nice. Very nice. nice. That's a damn good rate. I think that's one of the one of the higher ones. That's one of the higher ones. Again, the more oh, gore, sure. the more gore and bodies uh, that will be in the films, uh, the higher we'll rate it. Except for our only perfect scored movie. Yes, The Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, but that's an exception. That was just such a yeah. Thing. That's that's yeah. one where you just gotta go. Yeah, that's understandable. For sure. I mean, technically, I never gave a score to that, but we'll sell that. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. You guys gave it five out of five? Yeah. Hmm. I don't I can't find any issues with the film. That's that's the thing, is like I watch it and I'm just like, I'm fulfilled. <sighs> I haven't watched it in so long, dude, so I wouldn't even be able to give it a fair review. I mean, we can watch the second one, and then you could give it an unfair please, review. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> you don't Isn't there the second one. There's three, right? Yeah, yes. I have the yeah. I have a box set. It's incredible. <laughs> Sabini <laughs> we get to see Sabini die in the second one, so What's that? We get to see Savini ripped up by surfers, vampires in the second one. Listen, man, who doesn't love watching Savini get destroyed by his own props? Exactly. But he loves to die. He's, he's died in almost every movie he's been in. He does. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, he does a good job. So, But uh, that is it for Demons 1985. That is a four out of five Goran Moore score. And to wrap this show up, uh, we just want to thank everyone over at Friday the 13th Vengeance for treating us like family, uh, giving us just so much fucking cool stuff from the Easter eggs to the cameos to just making us feel like part of the crew. It's it's very humbling and it's very nice. Shout out to every single one of you guys who send us messages, provide us feedback and just love the do back discussion network and more especially love the Gore and more podcast. We actually posted a I got this gif. One of our sponsors, Jordan Dufrick, made this amazing gif of Ghost Jason drowning this girl. 
And above Ghost Jason said Goremore podcast, and on the girl drowning said all other podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great picture. Great. <laughs> I think that's an accurate depiction, and I know all of you Goremore fans out there are agreeing with us right now. Because if you're listening, you fucking get it. You understand the value of real conversation. You understand the value of real fans and uh, not people who... This is real conversation. Exactly. And it's unedited. Uh, 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 Chad can attest to this. That Unedited, unrehearsed. Exactly. We The only script we have are the questions that we're going to ask because got to keep it clean, boys. With the exception of the things we say. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, any fuck, fuck, fuck. Exactly. And it's actually also a place. Uh, Bobby is, if you guys don't know, when you meet Bobby in person, it is a different Bobby than you meet on the Gordon Moore podcast. This allows Bobby to kind of let loose and really say what he wants to say, whether he wants to admit it or not. Because Bobby is not one to go off and make these what we call the awkward Gordon Moore jokes. But fuck, since whenever he's around me, that boy opens up. It's it's it's, it's fucking great. I mean, hey, listen, I open up outside of things, but. It's awesome. They hear my voice and they're probably like, who the fuck is this guy? It's Bobby Amone. It's the killing machine. But Bobby, uh, speaking of that, uh, where can they find you on Facebook and Instagram? Uh, they can find me at uh, Killing Machine Cosplay. That's Killing underscore Machine underscore Cosplay 93. Mm-hmm. They can find me at Bobby Amone, A I M O N E. Shoot me a friend request, guys. You want a message to talk? You know, I, I'm always posting cosplay pictures of me and Tisa, myself, and a few other things. So there's quite a few things coming up as well. So come give me a holler. Come say hello. If you don't, I'll kill you when I see you. It's a nice love-hate relationship, depending on who you are. Chad, where can they find you? Uh, I know you're not super active on Instagram, but most, you... Mostly on Facebook. Mostly on I, Facebook. I, I almost never get on Instagram. I have a Twitter that I literally never get on. I'm surprised it's even still. What active. groups can they find you in most active in in on Facebook? On Facebook, uh, the Gordmore. Uh, I'm in the Deb Voorhees group. But I really don't post in there much. Um, that's really about it. I really don't. I, I don't even Facebook much anymore, dude. Okay, uh, John. Uh, Facebook is just my personal uh, John Dransack, D R A N C S A K, and Instagram I'm on. Uh, a little bit, not as much as I probably should be, but uh, you can find me at Hot Pockets on there. So it's H O T P zero K E T Z. Awesome. Other than that, I don't have Twitter and any other shit. So <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TJ Bowser. Uh, pretty much, it's all always TJ Bowser. Uh, I am super active on Facebook, and when I say super active, I say more so than anybody really should. Go over to the Jason Goes to Hell, the final fan group, which is one of the coolest uh, Friday groups in existence. Uh, Hop in there, uh, answer the questions, join our group and be in a group with Adam Marcus. Uh, He will literally he it's like what he say yesterday on Friday. He did a live stream and he was, of course, talking me up and made me happiness about you. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. So surreal to have Adam talk to me, talk about me the way that he does. Also, speaking of Adam Marcus, uh, our film, The Dark Heart of Jason Voorhees, is now called Hearts of Darkness, uh, the making of the final Friday. And when you guys think about the title Hearts of Darkness, it kind of makes sense. Uh, and I explained this to Bobby. So the name change, Hearts of Darkness, 
the film's not only going to focus on Jason Goes to Hell. It's going to, and the title reflects that as well, Hearts of Darkness. It reflects Jason's heart, Sean Cunningham, Sean <laughs> Cunningham's, and the fan backlash and support following the film. Many Hearts of Darkness, but more importantly, <laughs> Sean's a piece of shit. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh, you had to put that in there. <laughs> no, of course you had to. If you guys want to listen to other shows similar, but not as good as the Gormore podcast. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, shit. Good. Head on over to the Dubak Discussion Podcast Network and find other great, uh, other good podcasts. Great, great. He said great. Deal great podcasts such as Wicked Wednesdays, Jerk the Curtain and Rabbit Hole, and other good podcasts such as Hall of Heroes, Dubak Discussion, Dubak Sports, Am I missing anything? We have so many shows. Dream Warrior Review. I, I, I can't even remember. We have like eight or nine I think, shows now. I think you, Find I think those you all, all on Facebook, iTunes. Not Facebook. Fuck me. iTunes. <laughs> I'm drinking. <Okay>. iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, and Google Play. And of course, at the lovely, the professional, the sexy, your source for pop culture and more, dobackdiscussion.net. And of course, if you want some of that fly fucking swag, head on over to the Do Back Discussion T Public. But you guys will listen to the commercial as always. Find I'm us next week, ass. next Monday, with the review of Chad the Prowler, which was a pick yeah. by me. Clearly, uh, Bobby's gonna beat his dick to this. John's gonna love the titties and the effects. Chad, Fuck yeah, it's a Savini movie, so. Say no more. I'm all about the gore, baby. <laughs> yes, we will you be back. Me with Savini. This this week for Gore and More, I am interviewing. I'll just tell you guys now before I announce it on Facebook. Rusty Schwimmer from Jason Goes to Hell, Twister. And what was the other one she's in? The Perfect Storm. Also, on Friday, I am finally getting to that interview with Michael B. Silver from Jason Goes to Hell. We had a scheduling conflict, a.k.a. the Vengeance fucking premiere that popped up. So I had to delay that until this Friday. But you guys will not listen to those immediately. Those will be tied in with the Hearts of Darkness Indiegogo campaign to be launched in October. So stay tuned for that. And as always, this is your host with the most, TJ fucking Bowser, signing off. This is your Dark Lunar Knowledge, Chad Christman, saying goodbye. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gormore. It's Killing Machine Cosplay saying, I'll kill you later.
soul.